This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. The bike halts. The delivery boy or girl is at your doorstep with a grocery you'd ordered just 15 minutes back. A text promptly flashes on your phone with the message, Dear customer, your order has been delivered within 12 minutes. We hope to see you again soon. Quick, convenient, easy. But what's really simmering beneath the surface? Express deliveries have been dominating much of the e-commerce ecosystem over the past few months. But at what cost? Sorry, na Zomato kabhi late aega, na aapko kabhi khana free mein mil paega. Zomato delivers on time or free. Kabhi tar panchar nahi hota aapka? Grofers offers 10-minute grocery delivery in 10 Indian cities. Service is available in Delhi, Gurugram, Mumbai, Hyderabad, Kolkata, Jaipur, Ghaziabad, Noida and Lucknow. According to Redsia, Quick Commerce will escalate to a $5 billion business by 2025, growing at a breakneck 10 to 15 times over the next five years. In this episode, we discuss the highs and lows of the compelling need to speed, whether it's sustainable and how it impacts the last mile workforce. We spoke to an e-commerce company, a logistics player, a delivery executive and a customer. Is speed the new buzzword for customer acquisition and market share for some of these top dollar, well-capitalized companies? Is the last mile delivery gig workforce paying the price for the pitch battle heavily funded unicorns are waging among themselves. And more importantly, does this minute game even matter all that much to the end consumer? I'm your host Ratna Bhushan and you're listening to The Morning Brief. See, when it comes to food, speed is not just a USP but table stakes. However, when it comes to grocery, speed is certainly important, but it depends on how you define speed. So if you're talking of a super quick 15 to 20 minutes, then I think it's neither a requirement nor a USP. It's a contrived need and a headline-seeking offering. That's T.N. Hari, HR head of Big Basket, in which salt-to-software giant Tata Group invested $1.2 billion this summer as India's biggest e-grocery player fine-tunes its own express delivery model. Let's really understand this, right? Grocery is the mother of all categories. It's much, much, much bigger than all the other categories put together. So every significant player in e-commerce would want to play in the grocery space. Now, let's assume you have a late entrant into this space. How will they compete with well-entrenched players who built amazing, you know, powerful supply chains? So the only way to do this is to do something that catches the attention of customers and gets you headlines and, you know, puts you in some way in the reckoning. So I would say many of these new companies which are doing these super quick deliveries in some ways are trying to get a foot into the door. My sense is that, you know, after getting a foot into the door, they will try and build more sustainable businesses because this purely 15 to 20 minutes business is not going to work. You need to use this as a foot in the door to build more comprehensive and holistic grocery businesses. As a concept, time-bound deliveries isn't new. Remember Domino's and the disruptive 30-minute of free promise? 
something that turned the business on its head. Your Domino's pizzas, ma'am. अब खाके भी जाऊँगी और time पे भी जाऊँगी. 1200 से भी ज़्यादा outlets से 30 minutes delivery. Domino's खुशियों की delivery कभी भी कहीं भी. Domino's. When Domino's came with this entire thing of 30 minutes delivery from the order, or your money is uh, guaranteed coming back to you. Uh, imagine 30 minutes wasn't for delivery overall. 30 minutes included taking the order, baking the pizza or the bread, and delivering it to your doorstep. That Saurabh Deep Singhla, Executive VP and Chief HRO of logistics company Ecom Express. The, the overall process works on a on a system where one the shop or the dark store it's super duper local to you it's in your it, it's in your location it's it's in your colony so a person is not driving a two wheeler on a highway or a, or a super congested road the moment you place an order the technology team gives visibility to the supply point the the typical model is a 2 kilometer radius ratna it it is not a 10-20 kilometer radius. You cannot deliver in 10 minutes. Otherwise, a rider would take an average of about five to six minutes to deliver the order. And I mean, 10 minutes. Uh, my personal opinion, it may be a marketing gimmick. It, you you have to change the customer behavior. You are attracting the customer as well. It may be 15 to 20 minutes also. It has to be workable. You can't pull the boy or the girl who's doing the delivery and say, you know what? You have to rush, and you have to deliver in the next two minutes. Which brings us to the debate that's really been heating up: the spotlight on the last mile guy. At stake is a gig economy workforce estimated at eight million already, and projected to grow to nineteen million in the next ten years, says a report by Boston Consulting Group. A lot of the companies they only kind of see us as. uh you know algorithms and stuff like that and okay this happens the orders delivered etc and that's a success for them right but for us there are a lot of uh things that happen between the time that the orders received the orders picked up and the orders delivered that are rarely ever addressed that was a gig economy executive who runs the popular twitter handle delivery boy he spoke to us on the condition of anonymity and told me delivery related anxiety is a top concern among the workforce even these 10 minute deliveries or even 20 minute deliveries are actually you know very anxiety in inducing for a person who's picking them up and dropping them because there are strict timelines that one has to adhere to and also the fact that uh, you know on the the, re- the reality of like india as a country in terms of you know the traffic and the no parkings and you know just generally the way people drive i i i see it primarily impossible along with the stress of delivering products super fast the services that the last mile workforce do are not fully monetized but sorab tells me monetization of convenience and speed is bound to happen sooner than later there is almost about 20 to 40 lakh gig workforce and riders in the top 50 cities of the country india as a country is always going to be demanding on convenience and experience if that has to happen this when it goes to expand across the country ratna this is going to be almost 1.5 to 2.5 crore riders and livelihoods riding on this model if that is to be done we better make it sustainable for a sustainability uh, and 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 the angst that people have if you have to solve it, it it also has to be coming at a cost which is sustainable the convenience and speed at some point of time will get monetized the customer remains at home working at home 
and the person comes and delivers, the monetization of the service at some time has to happen. The Mumbai Traffic Police uh, is now going to be suspending the licenses of 100 delivery boys and these are delivery boys of uh, popular eateries Zumato, Swiggy, Uber Eats and Domino's. Now, this is because the delivery boys have been breaking traffic rules habitually. A month ago, the Mumbai Traffic Police had chaired a meeting with officials belonging to these food delivery apps about traffic rules, how the delivery boys were continuously found violating the traffic rules in a hurry to meet with the targets. Frequent fines, parking issues and more. The last mile guys say that's just where they are, at the last mile when it comes to salaries, incentives and risks. We get fined all the times. There are no parkings that we always have to park in. And we have find our bikes getting towed away. We find ourselves being fined by cops. And we are pushed to make deliveries by them sending us messages and, uh, you know, calling us all the time. We get IVR recordings uh, when we are running even slightly late. And we never know, uh, you know, how much time we have to deliver an order. So we just pick up the order and we start riding. Now, do we have eight minutes? Do we have six minutes? Do we have 10 minutes? We don't know that beforehand. So, you know, sometimes we speed through traffic and we get to a destination only to realize that we are late when we don't think we are late. We've gone as fast as we can. So, you know, there's a lot over there. And, you know, of course, there's accidents and stuff like that that the company doesn't address because all they care about at the end of the day is, uh, you know, that the order has been delivered. After that, nothing else is their problem. So, uh, you know, when people, when uh, delivery riders get into accidents, there is absolutely no response. And on social media, they will tell you things like, uh, you know, we are addressing it, we are kind of, but no one ever follows up with them. And the thing is that a lot of these grievances aren't really addressed. Krish, Ritik sir. Jadu. Jadu. किसी भी मौसम में टाइम पे पहुंचते हो जादू से काम हो क्या थैंक यू सर एक सेल्फी तो बनता है एक सेकंड सर जादू अब यहां सेल्फी के लिए रुकता तो नेक्स्ट ऑर्डर लेट हो जाता वो क्या है ना ऋतिक रोशन हो या आप अपने लिए हर कस्टमर है स्टार कंपनी से नेक्स्ट लेवल टेक इज व्हाट इज टर्निंग द व्हील्स Something as disruptive as instant deliveries is creating much-needed jobs, more so in a pandemic-boost economy, and that they're aware of the last-mile stress. All these companies, whether they're doing 30-minute deliveries, one-hour deliveries, you know, five-hour deliveries, they're all creating jobs. India is a country which needs jobs. We are we need 12 million, you know, jobs every year. 12 million young people are entering employable age every year. Companies like Zomato and uh, Swiggy have already made 30-minute food delivery a norm. So I think when, you know, something like this is done, there will always be people to point out that potentially the delivery personnel are at risk because they're under pressure to deliver quickly. You need these kind of social activists to be very critical because that also puts the additional pressure on some of these companies to be a little more careful. You know, every innovation goes through this cycle, which is there will be critiques, there would be innovation happening. The critique would feed back into those who are innovating and further innovations would happen. And I think this is part of the entire process of innovation. But is the speed game even swaying consumer choices? We spoke to a set of consumers across cities who depend heavily on online shopping. Over a third said it's not such a big deal to get their groceries in 10 minutes versus half a day. These are, after all, non-emergency products. 
you know it doesn't really impact me i don't think i would really uh you know the, the things that i do order online i would not uh, order them uh, you know 5 minutes before i needed them it wouldn't matter to me if it came to me today or tomorrow this consumer say is different of course from calling for fresh food in that case i would probably choose a uh, choose a vendor who's going to be able to supply uh, my food items to me immediately because that's a different scenario but not what i can wait for really doesn't matter to me because oh, I, every time i see those messages flashing on my screen i wonder whether that's great because i have seen how the delivery boys ride to get to those places in time and i find it very hazardous so i would rather not have that happening uh my opinion on uh, fast deliveries is that for essential services like medicine and healthcare i think there needs to be speed deliveries and uh for things like zomato or swiggy or anything uh food related as such uh speed deliveries are preferable given that food should be received at least hot but the current deliveries i don't think are speed deliveries so that's also fine if it doesn't exist there and certain things like um, nike or amazon where you don't have uh, the easily perishable goods it can be delivered uh, on a normal delivery uh, basis not everything has to have a speed delivery whether it's zomato swiggy grofers or danzo they're all pushing the envelope for consumer outreach but to match like the sugar coat some core issues my top grievance with all of this is that we have to bear all the costs so the company is not bearing anything they are charging us right from uh, you know the the gear that we wear all the way uh, to every single fine that we pay and every single uh, you know everything that happens like right from the wear and tear on our mobile phones right down to our uh, you know our, our motorbikes and by the end of the month what you see is like they declare a certain amount that we earn and we actually don't even touch half of that amount uh, because we end up spending a lot of money i personally spend a lot on servicing my bike um, because i'm starting my bike 72 times a day a uh, minimum you know because every time i drop the order i pick up the order i go to the restaurant i come back to the restaurant i'm starting and stopping my bike and there's a lot of wear and tear in uh, you know a lot of those things and a lot of people end up taking loans to buy these bikes Every now and then there are stories about the gig workforce being penalized for late or inefficient deliveries. Here's what the stakeholders say. See, this depends upon the value systems and culture of the company. At a company like Big Basket, we will never do this. So, and I'm sure there are many other companies who are sensible and will not do this. So I think it is very cheap behavior. In the long term, this never gets you results. You have to be fair to your people. so if there is a delivery pers- person who's unable to deliver you know uh, a order on time and uh, obviously in most cases there would be some reasons it's completely unfair to you know take away the incentive from the delivery person so i think um, smart companies value based companies will never do something like this but the fleet on the street says penalizing is frequent and obviously distressing we do get penalized Uh, and there are two ways in which we get penalized one is that we are kind of like demoted in terms of our rankings so we don't get enough orders and not enough orders are assigned to us because we haven't performed well according to the company and second is cash penalization so for example if the order is severely delivered or does not reach in the condition that it should have reached in 
uh, that's another uh, way they deduct cash. So, uh, you know, uh, the in some way or the other, people are penalized almost every day. And we never know, you know, um, why we are being penalized half of the time because we've ridden fast enough, we followed the maps. But for some reason, the order was not delivered on time. And a lot of times, uh, you know, we might reach a certain destination and the customer does not pick up the phone. The help chat bot or whatever uh, isn't responding to us. And we're just stuck in the middle of, the, of nowhere with the order in our hands. And then the algorithm marks it as late. And we have no one to reach out to and we just have to bear six, 700 rupees, sometimes 800 rupees worth of a fine. The need for urgent resolutions has never been more crucial. The workforce says it's the glaring absence of laws on gig jobs that companies are using to their benefit and that some forums are even contemplating legal action to protect themselves. We don't fall under the labor, uh, any labor laws, you know, because we are independent partners or independent contractors and that's how they have skirted labor laws. So they don't have to give us anything, no social security, no sick leave, they can work us for 14 hours a day because at the end of the day it, it looks like it's our decision that we have taken the decision to work so what we really need uh, is a set of laws you know uh, to do with how much time we are allotted how much time they can work us we need to have enough reasonable time and a reasonable buffer to deliver these orders so they cannot cut that buffer by now reducing it to 10 minutes and now reducing it and yes they will say at the end of the day that we have so many dark stores we can easily deliver something a kilometer away but then when you live in a city like mumbai for example getting from lucky restaurant all the way till uh, you know linking road is not even a kilometer but you know that's going to take you anywhere more than 15 or 20 minutes and we need a regulatory authority to say listen you cannot work these guys beyond a certain amount of time you can only have them do say two hour, two orders an hour not more than that and they need to have their rest breaks and their tea breaks See, those are not unreasonable work demands, are they? While the gig economy doesn't fall under the labour laws, there are already some industry bodies who have informally joined together and are trying to voice out the rights of the last-mile delivery workforce. Uh, there are two entities that I know of, uh, one being IFAT, which is the Indian Federation for App-Based Transport Workers, and the other one is the All India Gig Workers Platform. And then there's also the Tel Telangana Gig Workers Platform. So these are three bodies that have, like, you know, sort of informally joined together. But then again, since we don't come under labor laws, the companies are using everything possible to bust these, uh, you know, these uh, sort of uh, labor get-togethers. They're trying to stop us unionizing. And the thing is that we need to be able to unionize. We cannot have this partnership going on. So. Formally, no one has because someone needs to take them to court regarding all of this. Someone needs to say, listen, we are taking them to court because we want basic employee rights for gig workers. And that hasn't happened yet. You see, around the world, in the Netherlands, in the US, in the UK, uh, in Spain, uh, very positive judgments have come because it's just very common sense. So uh, that is what India needs to do is that we need to take them to court and we need to get uh, all these rules and regulations put in place. While companies acknowledge that this is as much about technology and innovation as it is about the last mile workforce, is enough being done? So I think uh, innovation is important and job creation is important and these two should also balance the risk that uh, the delivery personnel may be put to. And I think over a period of time, that problem of risk, I think, will get mitigated in a very big way. Costs, profit, technology, 
customer acquisition, market share, job creation. All of that needs to balance fair and equitable gig-force employment if India's gig-based internet economy needs to thrive. Clearly, the last word hasn't been said on this. I'm Ratna Bhushan and you've been listening to The Morning Brief. This episode was edited and coordinated by Bhavya Dilip Kumar. The sound edits and production were done by Varun Kapahi and Sondarya Chandran. I hope you enjoyed listening to the episode. Do send in your feedback to themorningbrief at timesgroup.com and do share the episode on your social media networks. The Morning Brief airs every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Thank you for listening and have a nice day ahead. All external sound clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners. Credits mentioned in the description box.